Good afternoon, y'all. Good to see y'all today. Um, on this 15th day of our uh, busy person's retreat with St. Joseph, today is Joseph, the head of the Holy Family, right? It's a beautiful image of the family. Um, and the supplemental reading is about the Holy House of Laredo, right? Um, the Holy House of Laredo is the home that uh, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph uh, had the Holy Family. This is where they lived, right? And uh, it's a very, very holy place. I'll never forget, uh, two summers ago, I was in Italy, and uh, y'all know uh, Mother Gabriel and the sisters that came. Um, there's a men's component to Mother Gabriel's order, and I was visiting them as well as with the sisters, um, and they told me about the Holy House of Laredo and how it really wasn't that far from where they were at. And me and my buddy Father Will were tr driving through Italy. And so we're like, well, we're just going to make a, you know, a detour and we're going to go to the Holy House of Laredo. I mean, this is going to be super cool. And I was not expecting what happened there. Um, it's, a, it's a little bitty place, uh, very small, um, and it's a big basilica is built on top of it, right? And, uh, and it's only three walls, and the house, and legend has it, and that's what this is, not just legend, 50, I think, popes have said that this is what happened. The house that was in Nazareth, which was the house that the Blessed Mother grew up in, right? This was, this was her home. This was the house and the space where the angel Gabriel came to Mary, and the Word was made flesh in the womb of Our Lady. And so it's tradition has it, though we don't have scriptural uh, evidence for it, but tradition has it that Joseph um, had his own home. And whenever he and Mary uh, were married, he moved into the family house. So it would have almost been like a gift from Mary's family to Joseph to raise the family. So they say that Joseph's home became his workshop and the house of Mary became their home. And so this house, it's only this piece of the house, there's only three walls that is in Laredo, um, it's said to have been transported by angels. And the first stop that it went to was Croatia. So there were seven angels that picked it up and brought it. And the first stop was in Croatia. For whatever reason, it was there. And then it was picked up again by the angels, and people witnessed it, and it was brought to Italy in this little town. Could you imagine waking up all of a sudden in, in your backyard, there's a house? You know, like that would just be crazy. Like, where'd that come from? But that's what happened. That's what, you know, tradition speaks of it. And eyewitnesses saw it happening. Thousands of saints have visited this place. And so we decided to take the detour and to go to this holy house of Laredo. And unexpected of, uh, of what was there, I wasn't expecting a huge basilica on top of it. I think it's because the Italians didn't want the house to be picked up and leave again. So they just built a big old church right on top of it. Um, but anyway, so you go into this beautiful little holy house, and y'all, the silence and the sanctity of this house was unlike anything I'd ever experienced in my life. And I've been to some very holy places, but I've never experienced this. And so I found myself in the corner, the far left corner, sitting on the ground, and there's a few other people, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm staring at the bricks. Like, how old are these bricks? If these walls, I remember thinking that, if these walls could speak, what would they tell me? What kind of stories do these walls have? What kind of mysteries would they unveil for us? And there was a little family that came walking in, a little kid was being a little kid, and he was being a little noisy, and I'm like, man, baby Jesus did that in this room. 
the noise of the little kid was awesome and the dad trying to hold him close. Like There was just this beautiful image of the family right before me as I was looking at that. And then there's the altar and there's a beautiful statue of Mary. And then over Mary it says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Right there in that spot. It was a magnificent feeling and I didn't want to leave. Like, I don't know how long me and my buddy Father Will stayed in that holy house. And then the next morning, I don't know how it happened, but we end up getting vested up and we celebrated Mass in the spot where Jesus and the Word became flesh. And I had my little backpack with y'all's prayers in it. Right? And so you were brought there uh, in my own priestly heart. Your prayers, your intentions were placed there um, in the holy house of Laredo. Absolutely amazing. And so I was just blown away by like the holiness of the family. What would your wall speak if they could tell stories about your family? What would those stories be? You see, in the holy family, there was a proper ordering to things. And that's what today is all about. Joseph was the head of the family. He wasn't just a figure in this divine comedy or this divine uh, stage of what a family looks like. No, he was a real dad. He was a real father. He was a real husband who really loved his wife with all of his heart, who took the child Jesus into his own heart in every way possible. Joseph was a real husband. And he knew more than any other man on the face of the earth his responsibility. I think of the reading today, we could say this of St. Joseph. Listen to the virtues and the gifts of the Spirit that's poured out. Virtue was, Joseph was a man of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All those are what was in the Holy House of Laredo. These were Joseph's virtues, right? And he could have easily said, you know what, I don't really have to be the spiritual head of the family. I mean, Mary's a pretty good spiritual head. She can do all the work. She'll teach baby Jesus his prayers and read the Psalms with him. She's the holier one. We'll just let her do it. And then Mary could have gone, well, he's the son of God. I don't really need to pray. teach him how to pray. <laughs> he's the divine logos, right? But that's not what happened. Mary loved being underneath the mission of St. Joseph. She loved being free in her feminine heart to be a mother to the child Jesus and a wife to St. Joseph. She loved being underneath Joseph's mission because Joseph's mission was to reveal the love of God the Father to her. That was a love she knew well, but yet was personified in a very intimate and intense way through St. Joseph. Mary didn't want to be in any other spot she didn't want to be under any other mission than under the mission of St. Joseph. She knew that he was the one set on the watchtower that was going to protect and defend the family from the snares of the enemy. Right? Joseph becomes the new Adam. If you remember in Genesis, what did Adam do? Eve's being tempted by, the, by Satan, by the dragon, to fall into sin. And where's, where's, where's Adam? Adam's right next to Eve, watching his wife be tempted by Satan. You see, what, what Adam should have done was stand in front of Eve and die and lay down his life and be struck by the dragon so that he would be able to rise again to new life. But Adam failed to do that. And that became the curse and the sin of every man from then forward. We're not willing to protect our bride. 
from the snares of the enemy. We negate our spiritual responsibility as men. Not every man, but a lot of us. You see, this is where Joseph teaches us that it's okay in our world today that we speak of proper order of the family. And yes, the man is the spiritual head of the family. That's just the way it should be. And when it's not like that, women, you feel it. You feel it. And men, we know it. <laughs> because we're not doing what we've been created to do. Joseph lived without question and without apology as head of the Holy Family. And Mary and Jesus loved being underneath his mission. They were safe because they knew that if it came down to it, he would lay down his life to protect them. It's how Jesus learned to lay down his life and to love. I think Joseph, though he was never crucified, taught Jesus how to love. Like that. He saw that kind of image in Joseph, in the way that Joseph loved him and Mary. Like that's what husbands do, according to Ephesians 5. Husbands, love your wives the way Christ loved the church and laid down his life for her. Where did Christ learn that? From his dad. From Joseph. It's a very real relationship. Very human. And that's where we learn about Joseph today. Let Joseph be the head of our families today. This is his mission given to him by God the Father is to protect the family. Ask Joseph today to be the head of your spiritual family, to be the head of your children, to be the head of your wife, and to teach us as men. And if your husbands aren't doing that, women, pray to St. Joseph that he teaches them. Right? It's important. That's Joseph's role. He wants to do it. And we just need to invite him into that part of our heart to be the spiritual father, head of our families, to let him protect us as he did the Holy Family so that our walls in our homes may be able to tell similar stories that the walls of the Holy House of Laredo would tell. Amen?